and welcome to 646. My name is Doss McManus and we're excited and lucky because we have Lindsay Barr in the studio today. How you doing? I am well. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so very grateful that you are here. <laughs> uh, for anyone, if you don't know who Lindsay is, you probably don't live around here. Um, <laughs> she is a singer, guitar player, an actor, and an artist, and just an all-around hoot to hang out with. Um, you are super fucking busy right now. You got a ton of stuff on the go. Yeah. Um, which I definitely want to talk about, but it, something that I like to do with everybody is kind of get a little bit of background just in case sure. anybody doesn't know the story. Sure. Uh, you're an East Coaster. I am originally, yep, but I grew up for the most part around here, but my parents live in on the island now, so yeah. uh, we go back, you know, every other year or so, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm now a Peterborough or a right. <laughs> Peterborough or a right, <laughs> yes. That's how I pronounce it too. <laughs> um, so when um what what was the first kind of the first love the first thing that grabbed you cuz you're you're like all around in the arts community yeah. but what was the first thing that really grabbed you was it visual art or was it music or was it mm. theatrics or Honestly uh, when I was a little girl I was really into drawing okay. so drawing and and working with paint and my parents really facilitated that but I also really like to write. I really feel like writing is my first love. Oh, cool. And that just orig originally just, you know, in the form of poetry and thought. Right. And then it stumbled its way into song. But, yeah, as a little girl, I was very much into, you know, working with pencils and crayons. And I was I was working at a perhaps a higher level than others other kids my age because sure. I was I did it so often. Yeah. And I knew it was a passion of mine. And, and I was always the writer and or illustrator in all our school projects and stuff. So I, I just blossomed from there at a young age. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you actually, you have a, you've got, is it a website? Or I know there's a, a Facebook and I think an Instagram. Yeah, for your I have as an well. Instagram. That's um, mainly my drawings right now, which yeah. are pen and ink, black and white, negative, positive space. And, and there, it's, it's just really accessible for me to use pen and ink. It's not expensive and it's not messy. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool too because quite a bit of that stuff is translated into t-shirt designs yeah. and all kinds of other stuff that you yeah. can... Yeah. I had uh, a good stint with putting those uh, drawings on t-shirts and people seem to really dig them. So, yeah. well, they're you know, cool. low price, $20. So yeah. I'm going to get some more printed up for the summer and see if I can put some new designs on a shirt and see if people are into it. Right on. <laughs> That's awesome. So when did it become uh, music was something that really started to take hold? Well, definitely in my teens. Okay. Uh, my brother was um, mo mostly the leader in the arts and music in my family. He was a little bit older just by two years, but he was very involved in bands and he was a guitar player and, and wrote really crazy songs and loved to draw and stuff. So I was really, um, he led the way for a lot of those things. But by the time I was 16, I was playing by myself and piecing together uh, playing guitar and I was piecing together you know songs and words that you know weren't very good or anything like this but that was about about the age 16 where it was taking hold I wasn't working professionally but I was sure. working within the arts um, with other like-minded people yeah well that's that's super important I think too is having a community yeah. when you're first starting to come into it because as you you know, very accurately, I think for most of us stated, like, the early stuff was clearly early stuff, yeah. you know, and you're like, but you're figuring it out, and you're learning yeah. it, and you're like, 
okay. Yeah, yeah. and at the time, it's probably like, yeah, this is oh, fucking sh- deep. And oh, then you, for sure. you go back and you look at it a little older, and you're like, uh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Really glad no one ever totally. really saw this. you got to get through the weeds first. Of course, To yeah. get to the roses. So yeah. I... Uh, I like that. I really like that. Is that yours? I don't know. I just said it. Oh. <laughs> it seems to make sense. But the weeds lasted quite a while. And um, I was I was a lot more interested in heavier music back then, too. Mm-hmm. So it was a real contrast because what was coming from me wasn't heavy music. But I surrounded myself with punk rock music and, and heavier metal style music. But what was coming out of me was very much singer-songwriter sure. beginning. And... Uh, didn't play with a band really until my early 20s so oh wow that's when i started like you know getting paid to play yeah. really like getting into it but my teens were just i guess just a developmental stage yeah well i think that's probably true like, for many like yeah almost all of us <laughs> i know it was for me for sure especially with the heavy thing like i was a metalhead yeah, for a very very long time and then you know other things start creeping in. You're like, yeah. oh, wow, it's all badass. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, and I remember, like, listening. I think it was Ani DeFranco. I felt like I was listening to her in private. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't let my brother hear this music. <laughs> and I and I responded to it. And, and um, same with, you know, blues music. All different kinds of music. I, yeah. I started later in my teens, started to really appreciate. Yeah. And, and discovered that I can, you know. I can like whatever I want, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't have to pretend that I only like punk music or what have you. Yeah, for so sure. So it was it was a good start for me going to shows and seeing these bands play in a very for lack of better terms, very aggressive way. And mm-hmm. there wasn't many women um on stage. Uh and I was definitely of the minority in the crowd, but I was I was definitely a fixture in the local punk scene which was a lot more a lot more um together than it is today i mean in the 90s we were all yeah. renting out basements of churches and other uh rooms and putting off shows you yeah. know and i'd get the big x on my hand that stated that i was so clearly underage yeah <laughs> and it was that again was also a developmental period for me watching these bands and as an audience member i really loved it but I knew there was something, there was something there that I thought that I could do as well. For sure. But it didn't come for a while. But I still appreciated it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you do you think that, as you stated, like being kind of a minority in uh, not only the audience but as as a performer, do you think that that kind of shaped your perform, like the way that you perform? Because you're so. pretty fucking energetic yeah on stage sometimes i feel like i perform like a dude a little bit but yeah i i do feel like that shaped me and also i was just surrounded by so many boys and i think maybe that had to do with the fact that my brother was in these bands and and i hung out with the same group of people although there were smatterings of of girls around but it was mainly dudes and that proved to be true in my later years working with musicians i'm generally the only female um you know aside from maybe one person but usually the only female in the van so which is fine because i have great friends but uh yeah i definitely definitely shaped the way i performed too because i was so turned on by it i was like whoa they're making me feel something yeah they're really drawing something from me that is not just audio you know it's not just what i'm hearing 
So I was really excited about that kind of performance. Yeah. You know, when someone's spitting and sweating and, you know, using the stage however they want, without rule, without regard. I, I just really, really liked that. And sometimes that comes out in my performance. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, there's a, there's, especially when you're speaking to the audience too, I find there's quite a bit of comedy <laughs> that comes out because like I don't know how intentional it is but you are funny as fuck <laughs> thank you um it, it is intentional sometimes but Dennis my husband makes fun of me because I'll say things and he's like do you know how that had like three innuendos in it and I was just like no man it just comes out yeah. but I I, I come from a fu funny family yeah and maybe I don't notice it as much because sometimes of course it is intentional I'm trying to be humorous sure yeah but other times, especially the off-the-cuff stuff in between songs, I'm. It just <laughs> it's not rehearsed, right? Because it's ad lib, and depending on what's happening visually at the time. Sure, yeah. But uh, I used to be in a band years and years ago, and I remember the trumpet player. Even though he was such a sweet guy, he would always kind of lose his patience a little bit with my with my bantering. So I always felt like, <laughs> oh God, everybody wants me to shut up, but. As I moved on, that's an interesting element of a show as well. Right. You know, you give a little hint of your, your personality and your thought process and your humor through that. And I think that people really resonate with that and they feel um, that you're giving a little bit more of your human side than just yeah. like, look at me and watch me. You know, there is a real reciprocating thing going on, whether it's laughter or, or applause or dancing or yeah. whatever it is in the music. And I think that's a very um, integral part of it to be able to, you know, make people smirk a little bit and then go into a serious song, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah. No, that, no, and I think that that is important for sure to give people a full range of emotion at sure. a show. Like, because... Um, you know, getting people super revved up. It's like, yeah, you just play a high tempo, heavy duty tune. You want to make somebody have their heart break. You know, yeah. you play something sad and huh. slow and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, here you go. You're going to yep. tear up a little bit. <laughs> I find making people laugh earnestly is a lot more challenging in a musical capacity. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really cool when people are able to do it. Uh, I I try. I don't know how often <laughs> I'm successful, but everyone I I'm I'm such a fucking nerd that I use really nerdy kind of humor and tr almost purposefully try to seem awkward mm -hmm. when I talk to the audience. I don't know <laughs> if that's the smart move though. But like I just I love that that Garth Althor kind of say, thanks. I like to play kind of thing. To me that's I'm sure there's some people shit. who will pick it up. Yeah. But then the rest of them are just like, what is wrong with him? Like, he's so great when he sings, but when he talks, what is it? What a fucking weirdo. Like, y'all like, missed it. Yeah. So almost going back to that Andy Kaufman, um, like the, is it um, the Caspian mm -hmm. dude? You know what I'm saying? Come from an island in the Caspian Sea. It sunk. It's so yeah. funny, right? But we also have to think about the generational thing. It right. depends who's, so many people who's in the audience. Yeah. And it's like, you're at that cusp now. It's like, wait a minute, 20-year-olds aren't getting your humor? You're like, what? Oh, yeah, I know. It's you weird. don't know chopping broccoli? <laughs> like, <laughs> or fleshy pepper? Like, oh my gosh. Some onion. <laughs> fleshy pepper? Yeah. Oh. People are like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore at yeah. restaurants. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, So then, um, there is... I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I think it's kind of a cool thing and something that I'm I'm sure you probably learned a lot from was the Canadian Isle mm-hmm. experience. Is that is that cool to touch? Yeah, on? sure. Okay. We can talk. Everybody's always like tiptoes around that one because it is a weird, it is a weird little beast in itself. And, well, because it's like almost a game show slash reality yeah. show, and you wonder like how uh, much of that stuff is real. Well, none of it, not not a lick of it's real. Yeah, but well, the, I mean, the go. band that they have behind you is is great. So the opportunity to work with backup vocalists and really talented musicians was that's forefront in my mind. Um, also, the other contestants were really hit people. The people that were chosen that year, right? They were great musicians in their own right and singers, and I learned a lot from them. Uh, there was a lot of hesitancy with that and what it represents because it was pretty much everything that I was against. And yeah. I just went for it. And just the way it happened, I, I'm, I'm just going to, I've always told the truth about it. And the, the reality is, is I was solicited and I got a, an email from the, the associate producer. And back then, I think I had a MySpace, maybe it was a website, but he, he just grabbed my email and sent me an email. I thought it was like, a joke. Right. And then I got he got me on the phone and he was just explaining to me that they're looking for a high caliber of of uh, auditions and he said I've heard of you in Ontario, then I heard of you in Newfoundland. Now I'm in Halifax and I heard about you. So I'm just going out on a limb and just seeing if you'd like to come down and audition for us. Oh man, that threw me for a weird loop. Yeah. And I knew they were in town and I was I was chuckling a little bit even, you know, (laughs) good luck with that. And then I called my music, like my teenage music teacher just from high school to see what he thought about it. And he was just like, are you kidding? Go, go, go do it. And so I did it. And I sang like an, like at that point I was exclusively originals. And then I went and I was like, I don't even know what to sing. So I sang like an Elvis tune. And then I got a gold star or whatever it was, a gold ticket. And then the madness ensued. The top 200 got through that. Then the top 20 staying at the York in in Toronto. And it was just, it was madness. And everything you know to be, you know, the real business, it it just wasn't that, you know. I was at the Royal York waking up super early to be at a TV studio to get processed, you know, with my hair and makeup. and, And then, you know, like, you don't touch a lick of gear. It's like in the reality, you know, you're like coming out of the pub or the bar or the club or whatever you're playing at three in the morning or two 30 in the morning with your gear that you carry yourself. And you're like hit up the local subway and then like try (laughs) to keep your eyes open when you drive home. Yeah. So it, it all in all was a pretty good experience. I like, I don't want to down it at all, but it was, it was certainly against, um, kind of my thought process definitely at the time. And, and even still, Sure. But it didn't really do do much for my career. I, it was a very short time. So. Sure. Do you, like do you feel like you were able to glean much from it, or it was just kind of like okay, that was something. It was something basically. Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't come from it. Come from it with. I mean, perhaps I came from it with um, hindsight, and I also came away from it with with just lessons. That right. were learned. Sure. And other than that, I I didn't really have some amazing leap in career. There was right. no like management coming out of the woodwork. It was it just wasn't 
you know, very fruitful, but I learned a lot from it. And, you know, it validates you among certain people in your community. Sure, sure. You know, people who have never seen you play <laughs> a live three-hour show, saw you sing for 30 seconds on live TV. Yeah. A song that is not a great song to even pick. And they're like, wow! So it validated me in that way for a lot of people. But, mm. um, you know, making my own records and booking shows and pl- showing up and playing them to people is... A little bit more authentic yeah than, than that yeah for sure it, yeah. it definitely has sort of um a prefab oh my gosh totally to it um speaking of making records and stuff like that how 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 old were you when and not not necessarily a solo record but like how old were you when you made your first album recording oh it was unreleased it was a real oh, bummer cool. me and firewires uh were like a ska rock outfit with there was a trumpet and couple guitars and bass and drums and um was that an east coast band yeah it was east yeah. coast band firewires we were great actually we were really good we opened for uh our lady peace and well sam roberts like we were we, we did well we, yeah. we 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 were well liked too and we wanted to do a recording it was all original music and we um did a 13 song recording and we never released it we broke up before the release and Mm. Which was really sad. And then after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was slated to leave the island. And I had these amazing contacts. Like, I don't, like for those that don't know, you know, the East Coast and Newfoundland particularly is really known for its arts community and its musicians particularly. Mm-hmm. So I just utilized them and put out my first record, Devils of Pride. And that was about 2006. And so I was about 25. 20 yeah just turning 26 then and then since then i've had two other releases uh dove and dagger and time to let go and now i have six songs under my belt for my next release whether it's going to be an ep or a record a full-length record i i I don't know yet right i'm going to start releasing them as singles sure yeah and then you can kind of cross the bridge of the packaging when you get there yeah i just uh just like to make some visuals, some music videos, and, and that's how I'm going to approach the next sector. Very cool. Yeah. So then some of those would have been um, p- potentially some of the tunes that we played for the Evil Dead fundraiser. Is that some of those tunes? Mm-hmm. Right there's on. A, those are good tracks. I think there's one song called uh, Slow Me Down that we did that night. Right. And uh, I haven't actually recorded that one yet, but it's on the list. But yeah, I have six songs um, recorded and... I've just been really quiet about them because I'm just not really ready to release them and for sure, you know, sure. getting the work done. And now it's coming upon that time where I'm ready to to kind of come back into the scene and, yeah. and start start playing and you know booking a few shows and without being too crazy. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> right on, man. I can't wait till you get back into the scene. That's gonna be Thanks. very cool because even just that uh, the. The thing at the Red Dog that we did, like yeah. it was really fun to play that with was, you again. Yeah, man, Dawson, you're super, super musician and oh, super professional. Well, thank so, you. <laughs> Dennis and I both love playing with you. Well, I love playing with you guys. So, <laughs> if you need a bass player when you get back at it, I know a guy. <laughs> Perfect, good to know. <laughs> and uh, if you don't want him, I know other guys that are even better than him. So, <laughs> not true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um. Uh, sorry, I got I got sidetracked with thinking about you coming back. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. I'm working on it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, from from one album to the next, there was definitely 
um, a, a change in the feel of, of your tunes. Because I, um, especially um, um, Devils of Pride. Sorry. God damn. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that took me so long to remember the name. <laughs> Actually, it was quite quick. Uh, <laughs> your synapses are yes, working. They're firing. <laughs> well, I was just looking at them the other day, actually. Nice. Um, uh, and they, it was before I actually it was one of the reasons that prompted me to be like shit I should call her and ask her to Thank come on you. the show great because uh, I listen to them every once in a while Thanks. and I'm like fuck that those are good tunes man god damn Thanks. and um, the first one Devils of Pride is like you can really hear that you just come from a ska mm-hmm. band and there's some stuff in there that I'm like this reminds me kind of like of Save Ferris oh right which on which I'm a big fan of that band and cool. it's, it, it bums me out that they only put out the one record because mm-hmm. they were awesome but um, there's stuff on there like um, uh, Lemon Trees <laughs> like that's to me that's got such a Save Ferris cool. vibe to it and like and I definitely mean that complimentary because yeah, yeah. I love that band and yeah. that like I mean I like the whole record mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's very like yeah. bouncy yeah um, and then uh, Dove and Dagger, more definitely more blues, yeah. definitely more blues influence. Yeah. And then uh, Time to Let Go is sort of an amalgam of the two. Like there's yeah. there's blues rock and there's definitely some punk yeah. in there. Uh, Break them rules. Yeah, that's that's a punk yeah. tune. <laughs> Thanks. You know, which is which is great. And uh, I had a lot of fun playing those songs. And it's, it's just neat to listen through it and, and hear the progression and just be like, oh, your head's here, now yeah. your head's here, now your head's here. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to hearing <laughs> the next batch of things to just Thanks. see what you're thinking about. I think <laughs> uh, I'm a lot more streamlined. I'm working with a producer. So he's Adam, Adam Newcomb. I'm working with him and he's he's put a bit of a harness on me perhaps because of those things right. in the past. And um, I'm a songwriter, so, you know, your mind works like the ocean, you know. Sometimes yeah. there's tidal waves and sometimes there's calm seas. And so I feel, with regard to genre, that I'm very much like that in songwriting. Yeah. So I, I was very conscious of that for this next for this next block of recordings and I wrote about 30 songs and we only really picked six of them so far or maybe that's the only six we're going to pick out of those sure so it was a bit of a different kind of project the way I've worked um and I have worked I just haven't shown anybody yet which is also really different for yeah. me so it's been a nice quiet time but now I'm, I'm getting hungry and I'm, I'm a little bit thirsty for the stage and and being yeah. in a uh, you know, working band. Uh, that's something that's been a big, big part of my life for most of my life. Yeah. So now it's, you know, working on a, a show that I got coming up now, working with the band has really ignited some um, excitement in, inside of me. But that, that'll that be short-lived, right? So then I got to put a band together for my uh, for my summer gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, getting a hunger for the stage, uh, you've you've been doing quite a bit of acting recently. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think the first thing you did was um, I can't remember the title of it, but you played a villain for oh. a fairy tale. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Princess. What's her name? That's and that right. was with St. James Theater in 2016, and that that kind of like it sparked the flame. Yeah. And I was this evil witchy fairy who had a fun song and a neat little part. It wasn't a big part, but there was a part. Mm-hmm. And it was enough for me to go, hmm, this would be fun. Yeah. 
yeah. then of course Evil Dead. Yeah. Kind of just happened. That like... was so much goddamn fun. <laughs> what a Dude, show. You were what so fuck that whole show was so funny, but you were fucking <laughs> hilarious. And it, I remember talking with Caitlin. Um we were standing in the um the the clinician room at, at L and M she's like, man, do you know anybody that if they screamed, I'll tear out your fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you, I'm like, you need to call Lindsay Barr. Wow. I'm like, is that wow. like, I was like, she'll do that yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. It'll be amazing. And she, yep. I went out for the audition and there was other people there and it was just, it was just a real great project right from the beginning. And Caitlin saw something in me, you know, and she's like, okay, Put her up there. She gave me a chance, you know. Yeah. And well, it, the right it, person got the job. It was a it was a big chance, you know. So I, I hadn't had the opportunity to do a larger role like that before. So I really took it home. Like oh, I, I was really serious about it. I really loved the rehearsal process, yeah. and it was it was organized and it was crazy and madness, as you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it really it was intense was a lot of fun yeah i love the choices you made for the character too like especially with the speech impediment yeah like that was just a stroke of genius yeah that wasn't really um that wasn't really thought of until just a rehearsal i tried it out and the, i was just going by the reaction of people and they were like ah that's funny and i'm just, okay you don't think i'm gonna offend anybody obviously i'm, I'm playing a character yeah right? for sure and it suited the character so much yeah but i saw how things really come together the last couple of weeks of rehearsals and yeah you know coming up on showtime because i was nervous and like oh my goodness i feel disjointed from my character and these things mm-hmm. and it really came together in the end because yeah. it is a dual character you know so oh, you very have much a, so <laughs> you have a very you know, sloppy, dorky sister that turns into, <laughs> you know, you know, this like venomous demon that's spitting blood. So yeah, that contrast was a nice challenge for me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was great. I have to say my favorite line you delivered wasn't even scripted. It was when you were spraying people in the splatter section and someone reacted like, oh! You're like, fuck you. You paid extra for it. Blam. I got him again. Ben and yeah. I just about fell out of our chairs in the pit. It was so, we're just like, ah. That's great. Because oh, it was so true. Funny. He was starting to cover his face. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> you cannot show up to this gig and sit front row in white yeah. and cover your face. Because yeah. now I'm going to target you. Yeah. And I'm going to embarrass you on top of that. Why? Because I'm a demon. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's not Lindsay. I was so true to the character. It was perfect. I loved it. Like, that was so great. <sighs> and like, oh, man. Like, there were some really, really amazing, just ad-libbed moments yeah. in that show. And, like, things that, like, uh, like when, when, uh, when Brandon wiped out. Yeah. Like that was pretty crazy too, that and was just nuts. like he all kinds of such a fabulous actor. That dude, they, it was a very strong cast, and it was really I learned strong. a lot from from Rico and Caitlin and their process. And yeah, I really was taking notes in my mind about the approach to rehearsals and and how I'd like to take that sort of work ethic and transpose that into my music career because yeah. I, I like the amount. It's just remarkable how much work you can get done with a a good size a cast and yeah. and come out successful mm-hmm. so i really took a lot of that to heart and 
was like, I'd like to mount my show like this, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I learned a lot from them and, and like they took a risk, you know, in the community and they did really well. Like we all did well, obviously, but it, the, the risk was theirs. Oh, huge. And yeah. five shows we did very well and yeah. seriously carved a, a bit of a name for Killer Tree Productions in this community. So yeah, good yeah. for them. I, yeah, I am very excited to do it again. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they're putting it on again. Yeah, they are. So they'll October, be. There's so. still the audition process. So of I'll course. go through that as well. Because who knows? They may find a better Cheryl. I'd like to see it, but <laughs> they might. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm not that pompous, but I. I, I feel that. Um, I think it's deserved. You're. Um, you did an excellent job. People who you know, if you're right for the part, you get the part, and okay. and that's the reality. At least, perhaps I'm. So, I'm an infant in this business, so perhaps. Maybe I'm a little bit jovial on that. You know, you get the part, you're right for the part. You know, no hard feelings. Like, I went out for plays and sure. didn't even get a call back. And the whole rehearsal or um, audition process is a very a, a good exercise to put yourself through regardless if you get the part oh, yeah. or not. Oh, yeah. I've had... So... I've definitely had rejections for yeah, parts and, you know, and just not right know. for the part. Yeah. And it was, you know, wasn't for me. And, and maybe the director cool. had an idea and you didn't suit that idea and that's fine. Yeah. Right? So this one worked and now I'm working with St. James players for a musical adventure with Peter Pan. Yeah. And that's intense, but, uh, I'm Captain Hook. So it's a, also a villainous character. Yeah. Seems to continue, <laughs> but well, I mean, <laughs> so far the trend would show you're very good at it. <laughs> Thanks. So, and uh, I, th- I think it's I think it is that energy that probably was born in the punk scene. Yeah. That comes through. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what yeah. I, that <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know? I feel comfortable like evil. I feel like that was such particularly Evil Dead was such a like uncomfortable role. Like it, <laughs> there was nothing that like. I was on my knees. I was bruised. It was, you know, yeah. there's blood in my mouth and in my face and everywhere. My hair. Yeah. It was just really um, visceral and <laughs> that just is an excellent word for it. <laughs> really uncomfortable. And I'd go home and at the end of, and I'd look at my new collection of bruises from right. that night and yeah. scrapes and scratches. And I'd sit in the room and I'd kind of like breathe and decompress and try to comprehend what just happens every show (laughs) just like what am i doing and people seem to love it like it's the only time in my life where people are like no more yeah you know (laughs) it's like no even more because i'm usually like oh you gotta dial her back again Lindsay. the personality's gone so it was really rejuvenating for me for people who want more personality and that's exciting because sometimes you know, it just doesn't suit whatever situation I am in, whether it's school or yeah. Tyler back. But <laughs> yeah. when it's it's interesting to watch you be villainous as well, because you really are one of the sweetest people <laughs> I've ever met. So to see you be, you know, like <laughs> I'm smiling at all, you know, <laughs> like that's a real change, because you're normally yeah. the one that's like, oh, I fucking love you guys, yeah. and woo, high fives and hugs for everybody. Yeah. Hey, buddies. You know? It's like, woo, you know. Yeah, I think I'm a, a jovial person I in a lot of ways. I think so. <laughs> but I think that extreme contrast is exciting for someone like that because... 
You really I can this. get away with it. Yeah. You know, like I can play this character and be outside of myself, which is wonderful for yeah. actors slash musicians because, you know, generally speaking, when you're, you know, presenting your own music, you're in your own self. You're yeah. in your own character. Very much so. I'm Lindsay Barr the whole time. But being able to play these roles is just, I can do things that perhaps that I'd think, but I can do them and they're A, People, I get a great rise out of people on stage or what have you, and it just works for the character. And B, you just get away with it. It's like, <laughs> it's I, like a free pass. Could to be you an imagine? <laughs> could you imagine though, like getting like a, a movie part and like the the character such a contrast to you, like all the things that you could get away with, like yeah, oh, I'd love that. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> that would I don't be know. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I guess the newest, the newest stage endeavor is, do you want the Janice show? Yeah, musical journey with Janice Joplin. Oh my gosh, what a beast of a show this has become! Yeah, it was back in October that uh, it was really Dennis's idea, my husband's idea, and he was like, "Why don't, like, why don't you just do a tribute show?" And I was like, "Ding!" I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like oh, maybe I'll do like, you know, a bit of Janice and a bit of Cher and a bit of this. Oh, and he was like, cool. and I'll hire all these singers. And he's like, no, man, just you, just Janice. And I was like, bing, 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 bing. And like, we weren't even finished our lunch. We were out to lunch with my my father and me and Dennis. We weren't even finished the lunch and I was already booking Market Hall. <laughs> That's awesome. And so... I remember thinking, I'm, I'm just going to book it mm-hmm. because then it's real. Yeah. So now you have a qu- deadline. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a while ago. And then I was like, oh, gosh, I don't have a band. <laughs> I don't have a script. I don't have anything, really. So then I just started working on it. And I invested a lot of time into researching her and then decided that it would be much more interesting if we didn't just do a straight tribute song 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 yeah involving theatrical moments vignettes if you will yeah little small moments that are highlights of her career in between songs just to carry the carry the storyline yeah um so i am in character i'm not just paying homage to her i'm i am janice that night i'm playing her character i'm acting her character i'm reacting and acting as her so that's um, a huge challenge, and it's proved to be one of the the, the biggest, well, I would say the biggest um, vocal challenge to date. So it's yeah. really something to emulate someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I've definitely covered people. Mm-hmm. I've covered their material, but I did it in my style. Yeah. Now I'm studying someone and emulating their, their, their everything, their body movements, their um, voice, their gestures. Yeah. There's, you know, like there's a lot of minutia in there. Oh, it's just so much small nuances that I've really had to um, just buckle down and study. Yeah. But it's crunch time now, and the band's done really well. And it was really early on that I knew that Rico Brown was would be instrumental in this project. Yeah, very well known around this community, and. Uh, He's also musical director of Evil Dead, and I saw what an incredible job he did. Oh, he slayed it. He's so so good. It was a very natural progression. So he was on board right from the beginning, mm-hmm. and I just gave him the the 
the reins because you know if you give someone the job of musical director you let them you let them have it right yeah, so he yeah. put the band together and he did a very good job on that and it's, um ben foss is on guitar dennis goggin is on guitar and organ bruce francis is bass guitar marcus is drums marcus brown uh on drums and then we have jim usher on saxophone and myself Lindsay barr as janice joplin and then we also have uh, a small cast of actors that do the Dick Cavett show and Ed Sullivan and no way. really hilarious like uh, Woodstock announcer who makes sure everybody you know avoids the brown, brown acid, acid. That's awesome. which is an instrumental speech or a monologue and anyway so we've included those moments because it's interesting and yeah. it adds layers to the show oh I didn't know that was part of it that's yeah. so cool man see now I'm <laughs> I'm so bummed. You got to go to Europe, my friend. I know, I know. <laughs> it was like, at first, like, Rico did ask me to play yeah. in the band. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. And then he's like, it's this date. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. sad face. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's. I got to say, Bruce has done a really great job, you know. Oh, oh sure. No, and I'm, I'm sure. And, uh, and I'm sure he's so would have you. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a great group, you know, yeah. and, and Rico really like reached out there to people and, and, yeah. you know, we had some Derek, uh, a fellow named Derek slated to, uh, to play the drums and he unfortunately broke his wrist oh, just, damn. just a week before his first rehearsal. So it was very, uh, um, he was not happy about that nor was i so we got uh swooped and saved by uh marcus brown and he's yeah. he's been great it's 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 really coming together yeah a lot of rehearsals going on and you know there's some moments of um like slight insecurity from me because i am em- uh, emulating someone so yeah for sure the, her vocal range is so incredible like yeah i i really feel like people who know her music and some that don't really know her music think she just screams all night, but she's got some really beautiful moments in her vocals that, that don't require this abrasive rasp. And, and yeah. I, I've come to learn that and just, I'm blown away by her, her material and her phrasing. And sometimes it's not even the range that yeah. is difficult is the phrasing and, um, the intonations and, and where she's placing her, um, the words of each song, like some of it's not, you know, it just even on time, yeah, but it say, works. The way she breaks things up syllabically it's, and, and play and where she's placing them. Yeah. Like rhythmically is yeah. some of that stuff is yeah. really weird. So that's how the study, awesome. where the study's coming in, because yeah. I'm like, okay, rewind, listen. Okay, rewind, listen. Like, there's moments I'm just like, what is she, how, and how does she fit that in? And <laughs> so that's my, the biggest challenge is, you know, now, I know the songs now to set to memory yeah. and to refine. Yeah. For so sure. that's where we're at right now. And the band's killing it, right? Like, really good. Dennis, like, learned how to play organ. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Enrico says you can do it. You can do it, yeah. and he has, and he's studied, and and everybody's done such a great job. And they come in every rehearsal, as you know, like when you're working on a project, every rehearsal is getting a little bit better, a yeah. little bit tighter. You're you're meeting the triumphant moments. Yeah, you're getting over the hill. Yeah. yeah, it's it's That's really awesome. interesting. And speaking about music, being in a in a 
a room with other musicians and talking about pieces is so exciting for me because it's been a while. Yeah. So I, I really feel at home again. I'm like, oh God, why did I go so long? So it's a great introduction back into the music business for, for me, even though it was only, well, I'm going on almost two years now. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. I thought maybe six months and then it was just too good. Yeah. Just too good to decompress yeah. and to start creating. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, like there's definitely, um, uh, um, an adrenaline rush in momentum for sure, but it can pile up, you know? Yeah. And, um, that's a big part of the reason why Amber and I are just fucking off yeah. across the other side of the it's planet, basically. Cause you know, um, it's been almost six years since yeah. we've had a break of any yeah. kind. Right. And it's like yeah. mm, time to chill the yeah. fuck out. Even it's, if it's two weeks, yeah, you know, that's but it's really important to do that with your spouse too. Oh, totally. Just so tied to other people in the music business and sharing your time and, yeah. and space. So it's very fortunate. And, and, uh, you know, you just need to decompress, Yeah. you know, just to build the blocks again. And yeah. I, I remember going out there, I think it, I played in Manitowoc, um, Wisconsin for my last show, but I remember leading up to that, we played Ribfest, And then yeah. right after that, we played the Black Horse. Yes. So it was, you know, busy afternoon. Yeah. It's a lot vocally. I mean, just cause I'm a living instrument. So, you know, the, I was just going out there just so desperate feeling that yeah. and something needed to give something yeah. needed to completely the carpet pulled right out from under me and I needed to just completely leave and, yeah. and just and it was very personal for me and it was a long time coming for me which is it's hard to do that as well with musicians who've put so much time in and work and yourself and Doug Huey and, and Dennis that put so much work into my project and really cared about it. And that obviously means a lot to an artist, but at that point something needed to give in order for me to grow yeah, as an artist. Of course. So that last rib fest, I remember looking out at Barb and who's Barb Mills, who's a huge friend of mine and, and but also a huge part of my career. Mm -hmm. She's involved in, all of it really my music my acting everything she does stage management on my janice show and she's producing it and directing it so like it's pretty crazy but i remember looking at her at rib fest and just being like i'm desperate and then the black horse gig after that yeah and i remember she was there and i mean she's been hundreds of my gigs same with her husband she just hundreds um of gigs and i look out at her and i remember like, I don't know what I was saying, per perhaps, oh, darling. Yeah. And I was like, you know, giving the cut sign with to my neck, like, this is the last time I'm singing this song. <laughs> like, I was just so done. And I think that the only way for me to leave that, it had to come to that point where I was literally pushing myself out of the business because I was yeah. like, I don't see where this is going. Like I was chasing something for so many years. And now after the two year break, I'm no longer chasing anything. So everything's gravy. Like yeah. everything's gravy It's yeah. like, I don't need to reach anything higher than what I've already done. Yeah. And everything else is gravy. Like the acting and playing some shows and, 
I just don't, uh, I don't place myself in the same uh, headspace as I did before. Yeah. Well, I think that's really healthy, you know, mm-hmm. and especially like when things pile up and pile up and pile up and you're like, oh, just slug through it, just slug through it. Uh, that can end up becoming damaging and mm-hmm. it can bleed into other aspects of your mm-hmm. life. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that was definitely like, I mean, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bummed out <laughs> when you said you were taking a break. Cause I was like, I was just starting to like, I think I'd p- been playing with you guys for maybe a year yeah. when you're like, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to step away and I'm like, Oh yeah. fuck. I'm just starting yeah. to have, you know, such a good time yeah. with you guys, yeah. which, but I definitely do not yeah. resent that decision oh, at I, all. I because, realize there's lots of feelings, you know, cause it's so, people. but, and you know, especially that, that last gig, the one you're talking about, could feel it it's oh, like yeah. mm, she's done it's it's break time yeah. i get it yeah, yeah that, it was this is common and same gigs same songs yeah you know, same hundred people yeah and i you know not that i don't appreciate it but in order to grow sometimes you need to completely step away of course and you know you gotta just change you know in in order to ensure your own sanity and mm-hmm. and just well overall well-being sometimes you got to make radical changes mm-hmm. and um it's it's really cool seeing you come back and being really excited and happy and passionate mm-hmm. about projects that you're mm-hmm. that you're in because i mean there's i can't imagine a whole lot of things worse in this industry obviously mm-hmm. just this industry <laughs> then yeah. then uh, there's definitely things that are worse mm-hmm. but um worse in this industry than you know doing something that you the whole reason you got into it is because you're in love with it mm-hmm. and you're passionate about it and all of a sudden it's now it's a drain mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck this mm-hmm. is not what i thought i signed on That's for a weird juxtaposition like that so i was just just done so yeah. I knew it wouldn't be forever, but I For sure. certainly didn't think it would be this long. But I've got work done. I've got yeah. things. I'm sitting on songs, man. I'm ready to go. I want to make a music video. So I'm on the hunt for cinematographer, videographer, director. Um, and I'd love to do everything locally. I just, Peterborough supports me so much. So yeah. like, I'd like to feature, you know, actors from here and really love to do something with the roller derby girls if they'd have me oh that's really love to feature them in a video doing like you know maybe some choreographed stuff and you know some roller derby shots and stuff but uh to to kind of like be able to sew them into a into a synopsis or a treatment of a of a video would be really interesting for me because not only like are they talented skaters Mm-hmm. but they are very visually um, fun to look at. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are very funky and tattooed and bright hair and just really fun. I like, you know, in another life, I really feel like I'd, I'd be a roller derby girl. Sure. If I, I am so busy, but like, it's a very theatrical sport. It's for sure. so cool. So I was like, how can I, how, what can I do? And I, I, I want to approach everything I put out like this, like a project. Yeah. So I'm not, just playing, you know, residency gigs, which I'm very thankful for. And they've made me the musician I am today and sure. or songwriter I am today. However, I want to, to put, I just want to be a little bit more precious with my stuff and, yeah. and, you know, okay, I'm going to put a visual together for this one song mm-hmm. and I'm going to release it. And you don't have to come downtown to see me play this one mm-hmm. song. 
you can donate your two and a half, three minutes to this song on your own couch, mm-hmm. on your tiny screen. <laughs> yeah. I want to make it super pal- uh, palatable and very accessible yeah. to people because we have this amazing, like you're accessing it right now. Yeah. By, you know, the internet is is really available to a good portion of the world and yeah. we utilize it, you know, for whatever it is you do and mine happens to be music. So... It's not the 70s, you know. You don't need a record deal to put stuff out. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally. It's it's just as accessible to me as it is to, you know, anybody with a major deal with, who knows, Columbia or Sony or something. It's really, you know, things are working backwards anyways. They won't even take a look at you if you don't have your stuff going on already. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to be 14 and they build you up. Yeah. Other than that, I just, I'm not chasing that anymore. So I'm safe. Yeah. Everything's, like I said, gravy. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, that's, it's, it's so much more comfortable that way. I, I, I've been finding anyway, like same, same sort of deal. Like, um, uh, over the last, I don't know how many years been writing a whole bunch of stuff. This is the first time I've talked about it. Actually, oh, good. So, uh, but, good. but I got, um, you know, I had. Jesus, like 40 or 50 tunes that I've nice. chopped down to 11. Nice. And, uh, and that's the way to do it. Yeah. And look, probably looking around May to start rehearsing it. Nice. I don't know when it's going to be recorded. Um, I'll pro- or Broken uh, No, mo- mo- uh, Broken Harmony's got other stuff going on. But uh, no, this is... Fantastic band. This is... Thank you. Uh, Excellent. This is uh, this Same is with all Blue Saint Groove. You guys are fantastic. Oh, too. thank you very much. That's I'm a fun. A fan. That is. Oh, thanks. That's well, really we're fans good. of you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, this thing is. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm not going to call it Dawson McManus because that's. I don't want to call yeah. it that. <laughs> I don't like my name that much. <laughs> it's a strong so, name, though. Well, th- yeah. But, McManus. Yeah. It's very Yiddish. <laughs> um. <laughs> I. I don't know. I'll. I'll. I'll have to come up with something because I'll feel embarrassed if it's mm. just my name. But yeah, it is. It's ah. it's me. So yeah, it's funny how we do to... that to ourselves. Yeah, I feel like I've earned it, so I have no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I was telling. I did an interview recently uh, with a, uh, Electric City Live, and they were, you know, asking questions about that, and I was saying like, uh, um, how? Uh, what am I saying? I'm losing my train of thought. What your name? Yeah, I had just brought gotten. I broke up with the Firewires, or we broke up. It was it was amicable. No, right. it wasn't. It was all on one one fellow's part, and we were all really bummed. But we still had to be friends. Sure. And uh, but we didn't play together. And then what happened was, after that, we were a pretty popular band. Nobody knew my name. <laughs> no one. They were like sure. the singer from the Firewires, and I was like, uh, I never thought of that. Yeah. So I'd worked these years with this band and it was fabulous and I learned so much but then on the other end of it I came away from it feeling like oh my god I did all that work and wrote some a lot of songs and nobody knows who I am so mm. I, I decided that I'm just gonna put my name out there like I'm just gonna use my own name and my own songs and 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 then I've never really turned back mm. although I have had thoughts of like doing neat side projects like certain genres of songs or, sure. or doing like an exclusive cover band that does interesting stuff but yeah. I'm always going to do the Lindsay Barr show because yeah I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a writer you know so like yeah. I I got things to say and you know songs to sing so yeah as long as they have me and will have me and book me I'll just I'll I'll be into it but I haven't booked shows in a long time so it's yeah 
Huh, that's a point I hadn't thought of. <laughs> hmm. Booking? Uh, no. Uh, coming from a band and no one knowing who you are. Yeah. It's hmm. a very real thing, right? And I didn't hmm. know until I was in the throes of it. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, I've worked so hard and nobody knows my name. Like, I'm yeah. the chick singer from the Firewires? Hmm. Wow. I don't how am I going to deal with this? And it was a very natural progression, but it does happen, right? Yeah, and you work hard sure. and you work hard and you put all this work into to writing songs and goodness, we had about 32 songs in that band, right? And I yeah. was principal writer. I mean, obviously there was some definite like musical influences from the five other members or four other members of my band. So, for sure. but you know, I was the primary songwriter and uh, it was, it was really strange moment when that happened I, you know when you break up in a band and all of a sudden your four best friends are gone and yeah. their girlfriends who you also become very close with it was yeah devastating but then from there I had learned I learned the lessons I needed to and then I went on to Halifax and played in bands there and then eventually came back here to Peterborough and dove right into the music scene here so everybody you work with and everybody you know, whether they're the musicians you work with or the sound people, whatever it is, there's lessons to be learned. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm out at the other side now going just about to come back into the business with, the, with, you know, knowledge and I'm armed with the lessons that I've learned. So hopefully the same mistakes won't be made for sure. You know, yeah. and you know, you celebrate and continue the triumphs and, and the, 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 the things that do work. Cause oh, yeah, it's not all, course. It's not all lessons that are negative. Some of the lessons are very positive. And, oh, yeah. You nail you something, know, you're like, I'm keep doing that keep shit. Keep doing that, you yeah. know, and more of that, less of this. Yeah, you for know? sure. So this is just a little bit, I want to approach it a little more cognitively now mm. and a little bit more strategically. So that's kind of, I've had some time to think. <laughs> so <laughs> I think yeah. that was the biggest thing. It was like, oh, my God, there's another show. We And then you get into this, like, show, 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 no rehearsal. Yeah. Show, show, show. No, you're not adding anything. And you're yeah. not. It's becoming stagnant. So yeah. these things I really don't want to happen again. So yeah. I'll take the the measures that it, it will take to get past that. Yeah, so for we'll sure. Fucking <laughs> Real quick, because um, I know you, you got to go pretty soon. Yeah. Um, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, where can people get tickets for the Peter Pan and for the Janice? Yeah, Janice, um, Janice, a musical journey with Janice Joplin is happening, happening April 13th at Market Hall, 2018 this year, Market Hall downtown, just where that big clock tower is. There's a 300 and some odd seater in there, soft seater theater. And you can get tickets right at the box office, uh, markethall.org, or you can give them a call. And uh, reserve some tickets. Um, we, I am planning on selling out. We've done well with ticket sales. I believe there's about 100 tickets left. If. I haven't checked in a, in a week or so. So who knows. Right. And we've got some promo going on. So call the Market Hall box office and get, get yourself some tickets if you want to see this really unique show. And then, right after that, two weeks after that, <laughs> oh I, have, uh, <laughs> I have a musical... Uh, or a musical adventure with Peter Pan. And that's at St. James Theater. And St. James um, website, you'll be able to get them next week. So whatever that would mean. Next next Sunday or so or just after just after Easter, tickets will be on sale at the cool. on the website at St. James Theater. And that's April twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth 
is open to the public. We're doing a couple little uh, school shows for elementary school teachers oh, cool. or uh, teachers, uh, elementary school children. Right. And so those are afternoon shows during the week. Right. But the 27th, 28th, and 29th, we've got two matinees and two night shows. So you should really check it out. This is amazing, amazing, talented cast. There's about 25 children. And they're, it's amazing. You really can learn a lot from kids. And, and uh, they're very studious little ones. You know, mm. a lot of them to have vocal lessons and uh, acting lessons. And they're very theatrical kids. That's so awesome. I, I've learned I've learned from them and my other castmates. My, the pirates are all grown men. Yeah. And I'm playing Captain Hook as a woman. So it's, it's a neat gender That's bend. That's cool. Yeah, That's it's, very it's cool. great. They're creative. Uh, Drew Mills and Kayleen Lupton are the directors, and, oh, cool. and it's fabulous. It's, it's really it's really done well. So, excellent. I, I again have learned a lot from this process and lots of rehearsals. So yeah, come see Janis Joplin April thirteenth. That's 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 my show. I wrote that script. So you come well, on. You in. wrote it too. Yeah, I just oh, shit. Dude. I feel like I'm more so pieced it together because it was already her her life. You know, so right. I just took highlights out and you know wrote about it and there's um small recordings vocal recordings you know very small like yeah, the 17 yeah. seconds and they go in between the songs to help carry the story along and they're just recorded um little vignettes of my voice and and i you know i wrote them and kind of just thought you know what was going on in her life and musical life at that time. Cause it is, it's about her musical journey. It's sure. not necessarily about her hardships with drugs and right. men and, and all this stuff because this very evident in her songs. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely about her musical journey. That's and awesome. we have like all the bands, the big brother and the holding company, cosmic blues and full tilt boogie. So we're oh, playing nice. pieces from each in, yeah. in its chronological order. That's so, very good. I don't know. I just really hope you come out and see it because uh, I really hope to sell out. And I, I feel like the community to do it in is Peterborough because yeah. just fabulous audiences here. Yeah. I, I hope I can get my hands on uh, some form of record. Are you guys recording the show as well? Like, are I you would say so. Some video. Yeah, done? I got to hire. Uh, I got. I got to hire someone to do the photography. And then I think we'll just do a very standard, you know, maybe from the, the engineer's box straight sure. on recording. Sure. Because yeah, I'd love, I, yeah, I'd really love to see it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way to do it. You know, you go enjoy yourself in Greece because that's once in a lifetime, man. Yeah. For some people, yeah, you know, and what a remarkable trip. So, yeah. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, but I just really fucking want to watch you guys do this. Um, Thanks. Also, just because uh, we're coming to the end here, uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've got a Lindsay Barr Facebook page. Just. Chuck my name in the search engine there and you should find it. Mm-hmm. I got a website that's uh, still active but hasn't been updated in ages. But if you want to check that out, that's cool too. Uh, and that's just lindsaybar.com. And I'm not going to really worry about that until about May. Okay. And then May's coming and then I'm going to start really thinking about Lindsay Bar and cool. um, remounting my website and remounting, you know, my all that kind of stuff, you know, because yeah. I am, uh, some of it's quite dated. So. Sure. I'll be, I'll be back. Is the, is the dot com linked to like your Instagram and your YouTube and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. So if people just go to lindsaybar.com, yeah. they can find everything yeah. else. And generally, if anything, if you can just put my name in a search engine, usually yeah, it'll too. come up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, I don't want to keep you. I know you're insanely busy. So, <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> so we can uh, we can get her wrapped up because we're coming up to 5:30 here. Yeah. But thank you so much for you, taking Dawson. some time and coming to hang out with me. And I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's been too long since we've hung out, really, because yeah. uh, the last time was uh, the rap party. Yeah. Which was thank you for hosting that. By the way, that was a fucking riot. <laughs> That's a good that was, party. That was uh, Ben and I just finished playing a Vern's Comb show. That's right. And both kind of tired, and we're driving. It's like. But we, like, for whatever reason, caught a second wind. We're almost home. I'm like, let's, we go, should. let's go to Lindsay and Dennis's place. Nice. Let's fucking party. Yeah. And had a great time. We ended up staying longer than just yeah. about everybody else. Yeah, and you were there, that, like, deep into the night. Yeah. Had that jam session at the so end, fun. too. That was a great time. <laughs> yeah, really. it's been a while. And so I'm really thankful that you invited me here today because you're doing a really good thing in the community. And oh, thank you. you have a wonderful... Um, pool to draw from yeah so yeah. it's it's great to represent our community like this so you're doing a great job so well, thanks so much thank you very much i'm having a great time and like i very rarely get to you know just hang out with friends that if i if i'm not working with them i yeah. really don't get to see them that because yeah. we all have the exact same work schedule yep. you know so it's 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 very rare that i get to sit down for mm-hmm. an hour and a half to Sometimes three hours with people, which is maybe a little much for most people's attention did you, span. Did you go to Dawson's? Yeah. Were you there for six hours? Oh, how many bathroom breaks did you need? Did he keep trying to feed you cheap beer? He did. That would you like a beer? No. no, I need to go home and study. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that this was a short one, so we'll have to have you back, especially yeah, I'd love to. especially when uh, when the Lindsay Barr thing gets yeah. rolling again. We'll Please we'll have do. a part two and maybe get a little more in depth. Great. So this was a really fun kind of super quick overview, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to you know find out what else is coming down the pike. Excellent. Thanks so much, Dawson. All right, uh, Lindsay Barr, everybody. Woo! Thank you so much. My name is Dawson McManus. You've been listening to 646. Have a great day, everybody.